So yeah, continue to do everything else, but start testing this. I think my personal view is in the future, this will be a viable replacement for advert, but we're not there at the moment because of where Bitcoin and Lightning adoption is. However, remember what I said at the start of the episode, Cash App launched a Lightning integration last week, 60 million US users. This is inevitable. And as a podcast, if you can be early to what is probably the biggest technical change to the way payments are sent on the internet, it's going to be incredibly beneficial for you. Welcome back to Audience, a Castos original experience, broadcasting from the center of your audio universe, where the most creative podcasters come and find their home at castos.com. Press play right here in your podcast player every week. It's like a cheat sheet for marketing, monetizing, and growing your podcast so good, you'll want to share castos.com slash audience with your closest friends. Okay, audience starts now. We're working hard to find new ways to help our Castos creators earn more through their craft. If you're spending any time on social media or watching the NFL in the US, chances are you've heard of cryptocurrency, and even more specifically, Bitcoin. If you follow our YouTube channel, you've watched me talk about Boostergrams and streaming Satoshis. If new ways to earn income or the value for value model is interesting to you, I have two great items for you today. Number one, we recently rolled out the value for value field in all Casos accounts. That means you can register a lightning node from a service provider and paste your payment link to start earning bitcoins today. Number two, we have Oscar Mary on the show to talk to us all about fountain.fm. That's the website where you can find his podcast 2.0 app that you can use to listen to podcasts, stream Satoshis, and send boostergrams. A quick disclaimer, we're still in the early days of crypto. There are healthy debates from both sides of the fence. As I mentioned in this episode, I don't think you should abandon traditional podcast monetization methods, but adopting value for value now does prepare you for the future. Oh, one more disclaimer. Uh, for the first time ever, my software recording failed me, so I had to use a backup audio recording in, the, in this episode. So it's not the greatest, but it's fairly good. Okay, here's Oscar Mary explaining what Fountain does. Fountain does two things. Number one, firstly, Fountain is a podcast app. So it does everything that you'd expect your favorite podcast app to do in terms of searching for podcasts, saving podcasts, and things like that. But the two differentiators are number one, as a listener, you can create and share clips of the favorite moments from your podcast. And obviously, we see podcasters doing this already, but this just brings that ability to the listener. And you can see clips from people you follow within Fountain, but you can also share them on external social media. And then the second thing that differentiates Fountain is you can support your favorite pod with Bitcoin over the Lightning Network. And you can do this as you listen. So you can a good way to think about that is it's kind of like Patreon, but actually in the podcast player. And there's a whole... Uh, set of benefits that get added by, by doing it that way. There's a, a real technical hurdle to understand how this all works. And what I'll do right now is I'll throw out some of the biggest problems that I see, and then you'll tell me how you'll solve them <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the entire industry. So there's a few challenges I see ahead. One, how do I get Bitcoin? So somebody hears about it, they see it, they, they, see, they hear me talking about it on this podcast, see you talking about it out on social media and other podcasts. Obviously, Pod News and James Cridlin, they, they cover that a lot over there, the benefits of. 
So people say, oh, God, where do I go to get this Bitcoin stuff? And then two, how do I know like <laughs> what I should be paying creators? How do I make that calculation in my head, sort of teeing up the value for value thing for you? But those are the things that I've heard from normal podcast listeners. I don't even know where to get Bitcoin. And when I get it, like, how do I know how much I should be giving out? Because I just, I just bought this. I don't want to give it all away yet. These are all my chips. <laughs> I just went to the casino and I bought all these chips. <laughs> I don't want to just give them all out. How does one balance that? Yeah, great questions. So the first question, how do I get Bitcoin as a listener? I think it's really important for people to understand that Bitcoin is an, an inevitability and it's not just Fountain, it's not just Podcasting 2.0 that are pushing for Bitcoin adoption. This is happening in every vertical and in every industry. So whilst there are challenges right now in terms of UX for people buying their first Bitcoin and, and bringing that Bitcoin into Podcasting 2.0 apps, this is a problem that's going to be solved. We saw last week Cash App have now added Bitcoin Lightning support to their app for all US users. And this is an example where before that happened, you had, I think it's around 60 million Cash App users in the US that wouldn't have been familiar with Bitcoin and Lightning, which is the second layer of Bitcoin. But now you have 60 million Cash App users that are familiar with that and know how to pay a, a, a Lightning invoice. So I think at a high level, right now, there are challenges and, and you do have to educate listeners on, on how to get their first Bitcoin. But this is something that if there are podcasters listening, it, we, you don't have to do that job alone. And actually, you have the biggest tech companies in the world that are going to do that job for you. So this is, this is coming. Every person, in my view, will soon understand what Bitcoin and Lightning is and how to use it. And I think the opportunity is, is to get out in front of that and start talking about it before it becomes the norm. So, I think the yeah, biggest, that's the first question. I think the biggest player in, at least in the social media space, from what I know anyway, is Twitter. Because I've enabled, I forget what, they're, what they call it, like, specifically, but I've been en enabled lightning tips is I think what they might call it. You see the a lightning icon, which might be just be an emoji, <laughs> uh, a lightning emoji, but you can go and you can enable that in your Twitter bio. People can send you tips right on Twitter. So they're pushing towards the, the sort of creator economy getting enabled by payments over the lightning network. And now I think yesterday they launched or are launching that connection to NFTs, which is a whole different conversation. I don't, I don't want to take it that way, but from a company perspective. I see Twitter really spearheading that from your big social media presence brand. I think they're they're doing a, a fantastic job for it. Once a user downloads and installs Fountain, which I think everyone should do to try it out, you have a process to get people to purchase Bitcoin right from Fountain. What does that look like to illustrate that for the listener? Yeah, so right now you can't actually purchase Bitcoin within Fountain. We, we want to eventually offer that. But right now, as a listener, you have to purchase Bitcoin on either an exchange or a wallet that provides the, the purchase service. So we would recommend a Bitcoin wallet called Blue Wallet. And this is a really easy to use wallet. You can download it on iOS. 
or Android, and you can buy Bitcoin within Blue Wallet using Apple Pay. So it's really easy. Everyone's used Apple Pay before. Once you buy the Bitcoin, it, it takes about 10 minutes to, for it to confirm on the blockchain and appear in your account, and then you can transfer directly into Fountain. We oh, do okay. have a lot of user tutorials on fountain.fm slash blog, which goes through the entire process. And then person buys the Bitcoin through Blue Wallet. I, what did I use? I use, did I use Strike? I might have used Strike. Yeah, Strike's another great option as well. Yeah. And then you have to now fund, go back into Fountain and say, hey, I bought my Bitcoin over here in this wallet. It, I used Apple Pay. It was super easy. Just attach my credit card to it, whatever. I bought whatever. $50 worth of Bitcoin. Now I want to go back into Fountain and say, here, Fountain, hold this $50 worth of Bitcoin. I, I, I can hear the podcast. I can hear Dave Jones yelling at me right now. Don't say $50, Matt. <laughs> Don't say in US denominations, right? The US dollars. But I take that $50 and I go back into Fountain and I say, here, Fountain, I want to fund the Fountain wallet. Is that a fair statement? What does that process yes. look like? Yeah. So to fund your Fountain wallet, and yes, you're correct. Every Fountain user has a wallet. And to fund your Fountain wallet, all you have to do is click the button that says fund wallet and we will create what's called a lightning invoice. Essentially, it's just a QR code or just a long string of characters. And every other wallet, whether it's Strike, whether it's Blue Wallet or Cash App, will allow you to pay one of these lightning invoices. So you just copy the invoice from Fountain, paste it into Strike, Blue Wallet, Cash App, and boom, it's done. It's in an instant payment that happens over the Lightning Network. I, I kind of agree with James Cridlin a lot on how the terminology that we're, we're all using right now, because it's such early days of this technology and everything like that. Even I, admittedly, when I was introduced to this, however long ago, I forget, six months, a year ago, I can't remember. But it was just like invoices. You start hearing these things and you're like, what? <laughs> like I have to I have to buy this thing. I, I have to figure out how much I need to buy. And then I have to do these invoices things. It is really easy. You literally, it you copy a link. And maybe they should just get a, rid of the word invoice and just call it like payment link. I don't know. But it's very, very easy. You go into your wallet, you copy, you go back into Fountain, you paste. <laughs> like it is pretty easy. The words make it sound a little bit more scary from the beginner user. Now the funds are in Fountain and they appear as sats, satoshis, the smallest form of Bitcoin. <laughs> Yet another layer of complexity and understanding for the new user. What do we do with those sats now that they're in Fountain? Yeah, so sats are really simple to understand. So there are 100 million Satoshis or sats in one Bitcoin. So it's just like dollars and cents. You have Bitcoin and Satoshis or sats for short. And it's easy if you think about a quick conversion in your in your head, so for me, the, the rough conversion that I do in my head, because obviously Bitcoin's price goes up and down, it's a bit volatile, but roughly you can think of 2,000 sats equals $1. Okay. 
at the moment it's actually about 2,200, but roughly that's how I think about it. 2,000 sats is $1. And so when I am choosing to support some of my favorite podcasts, I will use that rough conversion and I'll say, okay, how much did I enjoy this episode? How many sats am I going to send? And just, just to quickly explain the, the two ways that you can support podcasts using Fountain. Number one, you can set a per minute stream value in sats. And this is really cool because you can kind of just pay as you go and it's all optional. And we can get into more about the value for value ethos. But yeah, you can set a per minute sat value. So for me, I will normally set 50 sats per minute, maybe 100 sats per minute, maybe 200 sats per minute, depending on how good I think the episode is or, or some shows I will set more than others. Again, just depending on how much value I've got from that particular podcast. And so that's one way of sporting. And then the second is you can send a boost, which is just a one-off payment and you can attach a message as well. And so normally I would boost maybe 2,000 sats, which is a dollar. Or, and it, but the amazing thing about this is you can boost as low as you want. So I could boost 10 sats if I wanted to. That's the really cool thing here is we do actually have micro payments for the first time. For the listener who has, you know, never ventured into crypto, which I think would be pretty hard to not be exposed to this by now, especially if you're in the podcasting, you're a podcaster, you're, you're ahead of most people right? who don't know how to even turn on a computer or whatever, but you, you've launched a podcast. You are fairly technical, even though you might not think you are. You've probably heard of this Bitcoin thing by now. Right now, I'm just taking a look at my phone. We're in a little bit of downtrend, but one Bitcoin is in at least US dollars, $38,839.95 in US dollars. Chances are you're not going to buy one Bitcoin to try this out. You're going to buy a very, very small fraction of that which again, you open up your strike wallet, your blue wallet on your phone, you buy whatever, $50 worth, and that's a tiny, tiny chunk, a uh, tiny, tiny piece of that Bitcoin. You bring it into Fountain. Fountain, I'm throwing up air quotes, turns it into sats. It's represented in Satoshis. It's got this big bar of gold. Yeah, you didn't buy the whole bar of gold. You, you took a little nugget off of it, and then you brought it into Fountain, and then you're going to shave little pieces off <laughs> to give out to creators in some very fun and interesting ways. Now, what I did was I really buried the lead on how you think about controlling how much of this stuff you give out to creators. Because to me, that's one issue with this whole setup is and sometimes people are like, I'm just experimenting here. $50 is a lot of money for me. And do I just want to give this all away at once? What are your thoughts on the right value point? You mentioned some podcasts, you do 100 Satoshis and others, you do 200 per minute. Do you have a, a, a favorite way to look at value for value when you're uh, looking at these podcasts? Great question. I think what I would say is for anyone trying out Fountain, just start where you're comfortable. So you don't have to top up $50. You could top up $5, which would be roughly 10,000 sats. And then you could stream five sats per minute, for example. And that 10,000 sats would go a long way. What's really interesting about this, though, is as a podcaster, even if the amounts that you're receiving are very, very, very small. 
you're still receiving financial value and you're also receiving a signal from your listeners that they're really enjoying your content and they get value from it too. One of the things that we're thinking a lot about is how can we provide more insight into, for example, how far through the episode did your listener get? Because that's never been possible before with podcasting, obviously, because of the nature of RSS. So if your listeners are streaming you even one sat per minute, you'll be able to tell exactly how far through the episode they got. You'll be able to tell, did they skip any parts of the episode? You'll be able to tell which episodes did people drop off compared to other episodes. So I think one of the, that's one of the really interesting things about this is, yes, it's cool as a podcaster to get paid in Bitcoin from your listeners, but actually, the data that sits on top of these micropayments is actually the real valuable thing. And there's so much that we're going to be able to do with that. It's still early. But I think for the podcasters that are able to experiment with this early, I think there's going to be really, really exciting things that you can start to do, whether it's the content format of your show or just the way that you actually interact with your audience because that's another really interesting thing for me personally when we first launched this I thought that the value would be all on the podcasters side I thought this was going to be great for podcasters they'll get paid and they'll get all of this additional data but actually it's really valuable for the listener too because it provides this connection that was never there before because you're listening to an episode, you hear something that you like or you hear something that makes you want to interact and you have the power to do so right from the app. And because you're attaching a financial value to the message that you send, that it's more than likely that that podcaster is going to see the message. So for me, when I'm listening on Fountain, I know that I can connect with the host. And I know that if a lot of people are trying to connect with the host, Maybe I just need to pay a bit more to get my message through. And I think that's what's incredibly exciting is it provides a connection between the listener and the host that hasn't actually been there before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I can feel, I can feel Dave Jones and Adam Curry breathing down my neck right now. <laughs> breathing down my neck right now. It's not a technology. It's a methodology, right? It's a movement. So here's what I love about it. This is what everyone, well, at least me, <laughs> has always wanted from every sort of media company ever. Like cable, for instance, at least in the US, and at least Comcast, the one that I, <laughs> that I pay, for years, paying whatever I was paying. I, and I was on the low end, for sure, because I did not subscribe to all the channels. I was probably paying before I killed off the cable side of it, maybe $150 a month, which is in the US and compared to my friends, the, the low end of cable and internet till I finally cut off cable and said, I just want the internet now for uh, 90 bucks a month or whatever they charge me. Um, that's what I've always wanted. Like, I don't, I'm not paying for all, those, all of these other shows. Only charge me for what I'm using. And that's what I like about Value for Value on this side is that as the listener, you're paying the creator by the minute, if you choose to, by the minute as you consume the content and the creator is getting that those payments by the minute and you are incentivized as the creator to make the best content possible 
to keep those sats coming in, to keep that person streaming and paying you money. And by the way, it's okay if the person pauses the podcast, moves on with life and washes the dishes, goes for a walk, takes care of the kids like I do. And then they come back and they start listening again. And oh, here comes the payments again. <laughs> so it's this dynamic interaction, um, which I truly like. And for the listener, oh, geez, I have to set this up and think about it per minute. You don't have to. You can opt out of the minute streaming. But what you can do, as Oscar was alluding to, is click on this button in the Fountain app to send what's known as a boostagram, which I've covered on the YouTube channel before, and we'll link that up in the show notes, where you can say, hey, that was a funny moment. That was a great moment in this podcast. Or the creator said, hey, it's time to support the show. Send us a boostagram. You click a button, and you send them a chunk, a bigger chunk uh, of your Bitcoin, of your Satoshis. And you say, hey, that was a funny moment at the seven-minute mark. Laughed my head off. Here's 1,000 Satoshis. Here's 2,000 Satoshis. And you send a message along with that. And that's the connection that Oscar was, was getting at is one of the things that we desire as podcasters, God, I just want that feedback. I want to hear from people. And I want to hear from people dynamically in, in the app. And that's where Boostagrams comes in. How do you see Boostagrams evolving, at least in the context of Fountain? How can it get even better? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think you explained how they work really, really well. How can, how can Boost get better? I think there's two things. First of all, I think we just needed to make it easier for... Uh, new fountain users to send that first boost because right now as you've said there's a lot of steps between a user downloading fountain and the ability to actually send the first boost so that's one thing and then the second thing I think is just taking the message and doing more with it so whether that's the ability to view the boost messages somewhere else other than because right now one of the super interesting things is a lot of the early adopters to this are bitcoin podcasts and a lot of bitcoin podcasts will be set up to receive the sats but they won't actually see the message so i think the first thing is just take those messages and display them uh, in better places so whether there's for the episode a top list ranked by the, the boost value such that people can see, okay, who is this episode's top supporter? And then maybe you could see that at the show level as well. So who's, who's the top supporter for this podcast this month or this quarter or this year? And there's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, it feels really good as a listener to be a top supporter. And I think that could actually drive a large number of more people sending and more people sending larger amount so yeah i would say that's how we can make them better and we're working on a few things like that like we did a we had a feature in fountain at the end of 2021 that would allow users to share their top supported uh, shows for the year and that went down really well we had fountain users sharing that on social media on twitter tagging the podcast and saying hey guys look i've sent you 100,000 sats in the past three months which is call it fifty dollars and that's that's incredible fifty dollars from one of your listeners over a, a two three month period is really powerful so i think yeah making the boosts more public um in a way that of course is user controlled i think that's going to really 
drive more adoption of this and, and turn it into something that podcasters can use more in their content as well. Reading out the top messages for the month, for example. So one of the things that we do here at Castos is, one, we are moving in the direction of supporting a Lightning Node address in uh, the feed. So the value for value block. Am I saying that correctly? In other words, supporting the value for value block. That's coming soon. It actually might be live depending on when this episode goes out. But listener, don't hold me to it. If you're a Castos customer, just check our blog. <laughs> It'll be posted there. I'll be talking about it on the YouTube channel. But it is coming soon to support these types of things. Now, I'm saying all of that because the listener might be thinking, okay, this is the way I monetize my podcast. This is the way I'll move forward and monetize my podcast. And again, the whole, the whole team, the whole community at Podcasting 2.0 is probably, yes, that is the way. And I say, not fully yet. And I'd love your feedback on this, Oscar. And I know you're, you're biased. Because this is where I just disagree slightly with, with Adam, and, Adam and team, is you still got to do all the things to get all the money. That's the way that I, I roll, and I would still turn to doing PayPal links, buy me a coffee links, private podcasting here at Castos for a, a premium membership. I still say if you can sell direct ads and go directly to a sponsor, and you manage the, the relationship and the value price point there, you do that. I'm not a fan of ad networks, because that dilutes the value and dilutes your content, but I still think... You don't just give up everything yet for this for this Bitcoin thing. I say this Bitcoin thing. I I am full. I I love this stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying Bitcoin thing because I think that's how a lot of people might be thinking about it now. But you you have to do all the things right now because you got to make the money. You got to make the money to survive. But getting ahead of the game and adopting this value for value, adopting Bitcoin streaming satoshis, all of this stuff, start it now because in a year. It's going to be everywhere, right? And if it isn't, there's nothing wrong with taking a shot because that's the, that's the mindset that I am. Like, I will try something new because God knows there's no other distribution point, certainly not Apple, certainly not Spotify or Google, who's helping us push these boundaries or monetize these areas. So still do all the things. Just add this to the list because you want to be ahead of the game. Fair statement or do you think I'm crazy? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think right now, value for value through Bitcoin Lightning payments is not right now a replacement for your existing monetization. So yeah, continue to do everything else, but start testing this. I think my personal view is in the future, this will be a viable replacement for advertising, but we're not there at the moment because of where Bitcoin and Lightning adoption is. However, remember what I said at the start of the episode, Cash App launched a light Lightning integration last week, 60 million US users. This is inevitable. And as a podcast, if you can be early to what is probably the biggest technical change to the way payments are sent on the internet, it's going to be incredibly beneficial for you. And I think it's best to start early and start testing out how you actually ask for these payments, because that's one of the, I think, biggest challenges is how do you fit it into your show? How do you ask people? How do you reward people for actually supporting you? So yeah, I, d I don't think it's a replacement for the other monetization tools right now, but I do think we'll get there. And I think the uh, podcasts that are going to have the most success with it will be the people that are keen to get in early and experiment. So listeners listening, 
And she's saying, why doesn't this exist on Apple Podcasts, right? So my average listener can just give me this through Apple Podcasts or one of the most popular app, third-party Apple Podcasts, which is Overcast. Why isn't it available there? Why aren't we seeing more adoption? And when will you get acquired by Apple? I think the adoption is an inevitability, and I think it's only a matter of time. I think it's just things are moving so quickly. This specification was only formalized last year, and apps that supported that support it only really launched towards the second half of 2021. So it's brand new, and we're already seeing incredible adoption. I think other podcast apps will eventually support this. And so, yeah, I think it's inevitable. I think it's only a matter of time. I think for Spotify in particular, whole business model is built upon the ads. So for them, maybe it doesn't make sense from a strategic business standpoint, but it, we're not, we shouldn't be thinking about the success of Spotify's ad business here. We should be thinking about the success of individual podcasters and the relationship that they have with their listeners. So that's not something that really I think about too much. But yeah, I think it's enough that this will be adopted everywhere. And just another point to mention, this obviously we're talking about this in the context of replacing existing monetization methods, but there are actually things that are new with Bitcoin Lightning that weren't possible before. Because if you have somebody, let's think about international audiences for a second. If you have anyone listening to your podcast from the other side of the, the globe, which I would suggest to any podcaster, if you're, if, you, if you're putting out valuable content or entertaining content, like why wouldn't you want people all around the world to be listening? How are they going to pay you? They're not, they're not going to be able to pay you right now. Between the fees, between the payment methods that you choose to put in your show notes not being supported in that country, they're just not going to be able to... The payment methods are not going to be supported. Bitcoin Lightning is the first global payment technology that anybody can pay without having to you know, sign up to a service, without having to be supported country by country by that particular payment service. So it, it actually provides something new. It's not just a replacement. And for me, that's why it's so exciting. You're absolutely right. This, this universal payment, I think, is, is tremendously you know, important. Fountain. How are you going to stay ahead of the pack to be top of mind? I think out of all of the new podcast apps that I've, I've looked through, newpodcastapps.com, you stay ahead of the game. I keep seeing you launch new features, new marketing. You keep refining the design, which is awesome. You and I chatted many months ago, I think, over Twitter DMs when I think you rolled out transcriptions and... I was like, what the heck's going on with Transcribe? I'm clicking Transcribe. I don't see it. I'm trying to get, but now it's much more improved. What other new features have you launched recently? Anything new coming that you can hint at? Yeah, definitely. I think the number one focus for us is to just make the core listener experience on Fountain the best experience out there. So we're really focused on bringing feature parity compared to all of the other podcast apps. So our goal is, no matter which podcast app you've come from, when you arrive at Fountain, you should have every feature that you had previously. So there's a lot of the, that we're doing there around supporting CarPlay, 
around supporting smart audio features like skip silences and voice boost. So if any of our listeners just be patient, that is, so that's the, that's the number one focus for us. And then of course, just continuing to explore all of the new possibilities with uh, podcasting 2.0. So adding support for more podcasting 2.0 tags and also particularly with value for value, as I talked about before, just surfacing the actual boost messages and the payments in different areas. And then, yeah, obviously the clipping as well is something that we're still very focused on because we believe that there's incredible content out there locked away in podcast episodes. And take, take your average podcast. If you get a new listener coming to your show page in any app and they see hundreds of episodes, how, what do they do? Like, where do they go? They, it, it's impossible. So with Clipping, we hope to give podcasters a new way to surface the best content from their shows and just allow users to kind of have a taste of what's available and then make a, a, a full episode decision based off of that. So a lot more coming with the Clipping as well in terms of creating playlists and, and sharing clips around in different ways. So yeah, lots to, lots to do. But I, I would also say if any one is listening who is a fountain user or has any feedback just feel free to email me and we're, we're going to build everything that people want to see so yeah lots to do there <laughs> i can see i can see the listener can't see you but i can see you thinking about all of that as you're saying it like lots to do and you're and i could see you formulating the uh, the master plan on, on how to approach that listener it's it's easy to get started with fountain with this bitcoin thing you go to fountain.fm. I got that right, correct? Yeah. Fountain.fm. You download the app. You get it on your mobile device. Uh, you can check out some others. It's uh, we we're all supporting each other in the at newpodcastapps.com. You can check that out too as well. But go with Fountain first. Download Fountain, install it, try it out. You uh, buy your Bitcoin. Let's say five dollars, fifty dollars. You don't have to go crazy. You use either Strike or Blue Wallet. You copy, you paste a link back into Fountain, funding Fountain, putting that money, say, hey, take my gold bar, slide it into the Fountain app, and now you have, you have your money to play with. You have your chips. You're at the casino. It's time to play. You search for your favorite podcast. Yeah, they're probably not enabled yet. <laughs> they're probably not on the Lightning Network yet, but you, you find some that do. And I think Fountain indicates it with a little lightning bolt, right? Next to a, right next to a... A podcast yeah, that's there. right. We also we also have a featured list. So as soon as you hit the search icon in Fountain, you can see a list of all of the Lightning-enabled podcasts. And I would also say that if any podcasters are listening to this and thinking, hey, I'd love to get set up to receive Bitcoin from my listeners, we can also help with that. We're testing out a feature that gives podcasters the ability to get set up really easily and also read those incoming messages so if you're interested in that feel free to send me an email oscar at fountain.fm or you can reach out via the website as well so you find your favorite podcast and then you can set that permanent stream or if you don't if you're a little afraid to burn all your chips at once because you're listening to podcasts you're just experimenting this you can just opt to do boostograms Send your creator, your favorite podcast creator, a boostagram. Send them a message. I'll use the ugly three-letter word. Send them a tip. <laughs> you send them the, the, this little de denomination of money. You say, hey, great job, Oscar, on this podcast. I laughed. I cried. I learned something. Here's 5,000 sats. 
with a message. And then hopefully the creator on the other end is doing their boostagram corners, which is like, like a thing where, where podcast hosts read off the boostagrams that they get. And everyone is happy that creators getting supported. You're happy because you're supporting the creator. They continue to create some of your favorite content value for value. Again, Oscar, thanks for hanging out today and talking to us about Fountain, educating us a little bit more on Bitcoin and how the whole thing operates. One more time, it's Fountain.fm. Where else can folks find you to say thanks? Yeah, Fountain.fm, download the app. Or you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mary Oscar. And yeah, we'd just love to hear your feedback, whether you're an avid podcast listener or you're a podcaster and want to play around with some of the stuff that we've built. Yeah, just send me an email, oscar at fountain.fm, and we'd love to. Awesome stuff. It's the audience podcast. Go to castos.com slash audience. We'll roll the outro clip right now. 